Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Waterlad podcast. It is Friday, so of course we have another Super Rugby preview for you. And like I said on last week's show, I did get my very own Swish from the current Lad of the Week leader, Peter Gasso-Akula. If you haven't seen it on the Waterlad Instagram page, I'll give you a quick snippet for you right now. He is one of the great lads. Here we go. Bullet to all uh, Waterlad listeners, uh, the best podcast. I uh, just wanted to thank you all for the votes so far this season. Uh, it's really an honour to be leading the lead of the week after six runs. Uh, hopefully I co- uh, continue to get the votes and uh, take out the lead of the year. Vinaka. Vinaka, what a lad he is. Mate. And if you guys want to get your own video from Peter Gasol or any other of the superstars on Swish, including yours truly, then click the link in the description and you can go get Whoever you want, just go choose them, send them what you want them to say, and you'll be away. It is good stuff. But as always, I'm joined by the lad who has been tipping winners for fun from the get-go. It is the great Surly from Surly Talk Sport. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Actually, battling a bit of a niggle myself, the old club footy battler picked up a calf contusion on the weekend, which shit, normally depressing stuff, but I didn't even know I had calves, so when the physio confirmed that, it was actually great news for me, and and shit, the family's pretty proud, these pins, there is some calf muscles in there, so a bad result, but a good result as well. Did you have the socks down? Yeah, I was trying to get the photosynthesis going, um, but hey, a more than able replacement. Old Sean Shooter Stevenson's coming in for me this week, so is he? Um, oh. Yeah, so so not a bad replacement. I do think I offer a bit more, but I'm sure he'll get the job done anyway. So, <laughs> mate, well, I'm looking forward to hearing some stats from you after last week's performance from Jeremy, who provided plenty of good stats, but he did cost the. Hunters plenty, only tipping one from 10. So he's been benched this week, but we do have one of the great guests joining us, but he'll be joining us for the preview part of the show. So we'll get into the review first, starting with the Highlanders versus Crusaders. What a game that was. Shit, that was a real battle, wasn't it? The Landers, they always get up for those games, but I didn't see it being this close. She was a real war of attrition in the end, and the Landers will probably be licking their wounds, eh? Because that was probably on reflection one that got away from them. So, yeah, a good performance from them, but probably a tough loss to swallow as well. Yeah, I think I think they'll take a lot of confidence from that. Eh? Obviously, the Crusaders were tracking really well, played some good footy, and um, the Landers kept right with them that whole game and potentially, like you say, could have won that one. And I think that just goes to show what it's going to be like when we get to the playoffs of this tournament. Eh? Like That's a potential first versus eighth game um, played in Christchurch. Highlanders finishing eighth, Crusaders finishing first and how close that game was, and a couple of decisions or a couple of moments in that game, and the Highlanders could have won that one, and then Crusaders are out of the playoffs just like that. Yeah, it would be the upset of the year too, especially considering how the Landers have started, but yeah, plenty of positives for them. Again, they're probably stinging a bit, but no doubt they'll be coming and firing for this weekend. Mm, 100%. The next game was the Drua versus the Tars. The bookies dangled the carrot sort of at the $3.20 mark. I wasn't falling for it. Thought the Tars would be too good, um, and they were. Yeah, it was tough for the draw. I think it was 7-all at the 27-minute mark, and then they got the red cards out. So that kind of ended the game for the draw, unfortunately. Then in the end, the Tars just too strong across the park. Probably could have been a slightly bigger margin too. I thought the Waratahs let themselves down a bit just with some inaccuracy on attack towards the end. But Michael Hooper... You almost did enough to have you eat in your hat, which would have been some prime time viewing. But good to see him back out on the park. 
Yeah, mate, that was probably Jeremy's best tip of the week, to be fair, that performance from Michael Hooper. I didn't see him coming, but he did get two votes for lad of the week. One from him, of course, but um, he was obviously that impressive off the bench that he'd almost done enough, and that would have been hard work trying to chew through one of these hats, but um, I survive another week. The next game was Blues versus Moana. Blues 13-plus was my call. I thought of... I sort of saw this result coming. I think you went 1-12, to 12 and um, Jeremy, of course, went Moana. Um, and the value that I found in this game was it being the highest-scoring game of the round, the Waterlad Power Play special, and it came up trumps. It was a nervous watch on Sunday, but um, got the chocolates again with that Power Play special. What would you make of the game? Yeah, interesting. I don't really think the scoreline does Moana any favours. I thought they uh, they started well both sides of the halves and they were in the game, but just unlike J-Mac on old nature strip at Randwick on the weekend, they couldn't ride it the whole way home. And in the end, the, I think the, the Blues pack was just too strong. But I'll be interested to know your thoughts on that red card. That's really split the nation. What do you think? Yeah, and I see that he's got... He's been handed the three-week stand-down even after the judicial process. So I was surprised by that. I initially thought um, potentially a red card just by the way that they're going. But obviously I don't think that's a red card in this game. I think it's totally accidental. Um, and I don't feel like we should be giving out red cards for accidents like that. Um, I know you have to understand where you're putting your body and things like that. But um, it is footy and there is going to be collisions that are going to be unfortunate. And I don't see that as a red card, maybe a yellow and definitely not a three-week suspension. I think it's very harsh. What about you? Yeah, I'm not athletic enough to put my body in that position, so I haven't had anything similar to compare it to. But it was pretty obvious his intent, what he was trying to do. And I don't think there was like everyone who knows Caleb or doesn't even know him, but you hear him talk, there's no bad bone in his body. So I think he was... He's a competitor. He was trying to pull off a play. It didn't work out. I think the end result probably didn't help. Like They both landed pretty roughly, and I think that was factored into it too. But at the time, it looked worse than what it was when you break it down. But three weeks on the sideline, that's a big call. And for someone like Caleb, who's trying to push back into that All Blacks jersey, that can have pretty big ramifications on his season three weeks on the sidelines. So. 100%. And like you say, mate, being able to jump that high, get your knee up to someone's head, oh, that's something that only us white boys could dream of, isn't it? I'd never, I couldn't even get to his shin. Yeah, I'd be in the NBA if I was capable of doing that. The world would be my oyster, mate, for sure. Oh, and the next game, Reds versus the Brumbies. I had this one as my bet of the week. Reds 1-12. to Oh, thank God for the Tabby money back special. Um, with the 13-plus victory. 14-point margin's always a heartbreak for 1-12 to 12 players. So um, two tries, wasn't much in it. It was a close game, um, but the Reds got the job done. What would you make of the game? Yeah, I think another four cards in total. So she was a big weekend for the refs, um, and that can't help but affect the game. But I thought the Reds were good. We kind of thought that they would be too strong for the Brumbies. That Hunter Pasami, the centre, mm. Boy, can he hit, mate. I should call him the laundry mat the way he was folding blokes, eh? So I've been impressed with him. And I'm just really keen to see, like, these young Aussie midfielders, how they go compared to our boys when we finally make the trips over the ditch just because it looks like the Wallabies have three or four good young talents on their hands. So it'll be interesting once our big names get over there to see how they go. But 
Yeah, the Brumbies no longer undefeated and, and the Reds look pretty sharp. Yeah, they did. And that's a good point about the cards. Thank God that red cards are only 20 minutes. How good has that rule been? It's been a saviour mm. for a lot of games over there. There have been a fair few red cards handed out, which would have ended a game last year or two years ago whenever that rule came in. But the fact that it's only 20 minutes and then you can be replaced, it make, it keeps the game interesting. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that's resulted in there being more reds, though? There's kind of less consequence for the refs to dish them out? Agree. But Jeremy, in that game, he picked Brumby's 13+, so hopefully there wasn't too many punters who followed him throughout this whole round because you would be down plenty. And the last game of the round was Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. Uh, so I had my heartstrings on the line here. I went Canes 1-12, to and um, to be fair, right down to the last minute, I was happy to be on there. I thought they played very well, and they only... Small moments again in this game cost them, but um, Chiefs, they've been impressive. They've been consistently good, eh? Yeah, I've, I've been impressed with them. I think, again, the Canes, they always finish really strong, eh? So um, that, that game was an exciting start. Both sides came out to play, and it was a great advertisement for Sunday Arvo footy. Like, there's nothing better than that, but in the end, the Canes just able to hold on. I thought Artie was unreal, um, is there another player in the competition that's more important to his side? I'm not sure, eh? Like, he just leads them every week and just goes hard. So I thought he was great. And then, of course, your mate Peter Gus, I thought he was outstanding as well. And I've been impressed with that Arkoy, the, the Chiefs yeah. lock as well. I thought he's been really solid this year. So a, a big win for the Chiefs and those those derby games, if you can bank the wins, they're important for your season. Mm. What about that tap from Artie? That was such a massive play, eh? about 10, 12 metres out, uh, needed two scores. Most people will be thinking, let's go for the sticks and um, get within a try. He just taps, goes, scores. He made it look so easy, beat about six defenders. Such a massive play and a big moment. He took on half the pack. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought he was just trying to bank some yards, and I'd, I never thought try time, but shit, and he went. So he's an absolute freak in his leg drive. He's just so powerful, like pound for pound. He's got to be one of the strongest ball runners in, in world rugby. So I'd hate to tackle old Artie, and shit, we're lucky to have him. He's a heck of a player. 100%. And with the Water Lad voting with the Lad of the Week, um, obviously Kurt Eklund scored three tries, so he picked up the three points for the Lad of the Week. Um, Jim Tavatavanawa, a huge debut for him for Moana Pacifica, picked up the two points. And, of course, the great Ethan Blackadder picked up one point. So put in a hell of a shift again. So consistent he is. Fair votes, you think? Yeah, look, I'm no Jeremy, but I saw that uh, old Kurt Eklund was the first Blues forward to score a hat-trick in 24 years and only the second ever. So hard to deny a hooker when he's scoring meat pies at will. So that was fair. And then big Timmy T., He's, he's a nightmare, isn't he? He's exciting to watch, and I can't wait to see him go this week under the roof at Forsyth Bar. Should be good stuff. Mate, that's a great stat from you, really, putting the heat on Jeremy. And the other stat I saw yesterday, TJ Perinata, 57 tries. Unbelievable way for a halfback. I think he's fourth on the all-time leaderboard, only three off Israel Folau, who's top. I wouldn't be surprised to see him leading that by the end of the season, but... That's just an unreal effort from a halfback to be scoring that many tries. Yeah, it's not a noted try scorer position, is it? And it just shows how important he is to that attack. Um, he's almost like another 10 for them in the way he leads that back line. So, yeah, an unreal player again. Him and Artie really do drive things for the Canes at the moment. And, yeah, shit, he loves a meat pie. 57. 
that would take me about 15, 16 years at least, I think. So he's doing well. <laughs> I think I set him up for about half of those, though, so he probably owes me a little bit there. Yeah, shit, fair enough. I'd love to see a try assist, Ellie. He must be right up there. Maybe Jeremy can pull some numbers for us. <laughs> He's still working on those seven stats. Yeah, shit, how many cans were deleted? It looked like a fair few. So. <laughs> okay, now into the preview part of the show. Now, as promised a few weeks ago, we do have one of the game's greats joining us. It is the great man who was stranded on 49 games very rough. It is the great Marty Banks. Welcome, lad. Yeah, mate. Still on 49, so um, yeah, it's a great 80 minutes. It would have been all worth it if the, uh, the boys got up against uh, the Crusaders, but yeah, it is what it is, mate. Hopefully, um, when I do get the opportunity, we, we get a win and get to have a nice wee cold bait to celebrate, but no, nah, it's more to rugby than personal milestone, Jimmy. You know this. Um, being a great team man yourself, mate. Team first. That's it. Did you hit up the coaches? Hey, what was the feedback? I felt like they could have probably done with your ice cold veins out there. Yeah, yeah we well generally when you're that last back on the bench and you've sort of emptied the bench for everyone else, mm. <laughs> you're always on till that last minute. You can't really go on so early in case you get an injury. So, no, nah, no real explanation. I just take on the chin, mate. Um, that's what it is. Hunt is going good, so you can't really complain there. It's just um. The way the game went, would have been nice if we're up by, say, 20 points. They might have chucked me on for a mm. stint there. But, um, you know, we just couldn't put the Crusaders away last week. And that three points just lingered over us till the 80th minute. And still lingers over us now, mate. Mm, niggly, eh? Then this week, you obviously didn't sit the pine too well either. You've been benched from the bench. Yeah, we've gone with two outside backs that can cover the outside. And um, with Billy being able to cover 10, just um, just in case. Oh, oh, Denny's obviously come back. Um, from overseas, so he's still building back into match fitness. So um, the last few weeks of um, uh, when I was fun, I think it was the Crusaders. I came on after about ten minutes, and then Hurricanes came on at half time. So just some decent minutes. So mm. just making sure Denny's got that protection in case someone doesn't have to come on early and and go the go the distance. Um, the big man, he's still building into. He's a great lad too. Mm. Um, obviously, you got got him on early on and on the podcast. So. He's fitting in well down here, but um, yeah, hopefully he gets fixed and it might give me a bit of chance to get him back onto the bench. <laughs> yeah, good to hear. I reckon they're saving it for you, though. I reckon they're going to make your 50th a big start in one of the big crunch games. I'm looking forward to it whenever it happens. Yeah, no, nah, it's, uh, it'd be nice to get it against the Canes maybe next week. Yeah. The old team obviously played a lot of minutes for them um, many moons ago. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, we'll see how it goes, mate. I'm sure the time will come, but. It's 49, um, yeah, super games, but I guess the main one I'm sort of having a crack at now is trying to get 40, uh, 50 for the Landers, so that's still a few more away. But yeah. um, take it step by step, mate. Might take me two more years, but um, we'll get there eventually. Mate, love the insight. Anyway, we'll get through some of the games for this weekend and have your insight as well. Um, obviously, playing in the game, you know these teams inside and out. So first game of the week, Highlanders versus Moana. Your side, Banksy. Um, looking forward to seeing this game and how it plans out. What's the plan? Yeah, obviously, um, it'd be pretty cliche, but they're big boys. Um, so we know they're probably going to come down and obviously try and be pretty physical with us. And um, they've sort of had some great success over the last few weeks at doing so against um, the other Kiwi teams. So I guess the plan is is um, probably not let them hit us as much as, <laughs> as they intend to. Um, trying to avoid those big boys. Um, probably one benefit of being in the stand is Probably get to keep my ribs. Uh, I'm sure there's a few boys out there that would love to eat them up. But um, 
yeah, that, that's pretty, it's pretty straightforward, mate. Like playing against big boys, I guess it's like playing against South Africans. You sort of want to take those opportunities away from them to come and get on the front foot and you know try and take that that physical dominance away that they'll be looking for. Um, hopefully, run their legs off them a little bit, um, as the Blues did um, late in that game um, last week. Hopefully, sort of strike when when they tire a little bit, but we've sort of watched their games and when they stay in the fight and they get those collisions and I guess get their chahus going and, and you know their energy keeps going and that's what keeps them in the game for the 80 minutes and um, obviously they tipped up the Canes with a pretty good performance there so you know they'll be coming down full well to knock us over but obviously for us in a position we're in um, I guess it's not back against the wall quite yet but um, getting to that stage where we need to go out and win most of our remaining games so you know it's, uh, it's all in front of us so um, the boys looking forward to that sort of challenge this week for Moana. Geez, that is a good insight from you, Banks. Here. Oh, that's why we got you on. That's priceless insight to any listener out there. What have you gone in this game, Surly? Yeah, shit, that's a tough act to follow there. I don't have any inside info <laughs> for you at all. Just uh, going off of what's been happening. But yeah, a good week probably to miss the team sheet. Good for the brain cell promotion. You know, you get to protect a few a few in the noggin. But yeah, Moana, they'll be excited to come down, I'm sure. But I think that I'll back the Landers here in this one. Couldn't not with Marty on the show, obviously. But I think after last week, they showed the improvements. And then, I, I, yeah, I think they'll be desperate to come away with a big performance in front of the zoo this weekend. So. Yeah, you've both convinced me. I've gone Highlanders 13+. Plus and I've actually gone a power play special this weekend. Highlanders to win 13+. Plus and Denny Solomona to score. You spoke about him before, Banksy. I think he's going to get a reasonable amount of game time off the bench this weekend, and he is a proven try scorer. Look at his record. He can score from anywhere, and I think that might just happen as the uh, Moana Pacifica team start to tire. We might see Denny Solomona cross the line, and $5.50, this is pretty juicy punt, I reckon, so um, get amongst that if you if you enjoy the Highlanders and Denny Solomona. The second game, Force versus the Rebels. What have you made of this one, Surly? Yeah, I think this could be interesting, eh? The Force aren't really a side that kind of blows anyone out. They're just an 80-minute grinder. And I thought the Rebels prior to the bye looked pretty much improved. So I expect the Force to get the dub, but I wouldn't be confident chucking the house on it because I think it could be pretty close. So Force 1-12 to probably should be a good game. I'm with you there. Force 1-12, to gritty side. Don't think they can put any team away, so... I'm with you there. What about you, Banksy? How much of the Aussie stuff you've been watching? Yeah, well, I'll probably have to start tuning in a little bit more if um, we're, we're heading to Aussie. We play the Canes next week, and then we're into our Aussie sort of um, stint there. So, you know, I've looked a little bit. I wouldn't say I've watched it too in depth, but, um, you know, I've watched a few big hits by Hunter Tyson I mean, and some of those other teams, <laughs> and watched no 10 come out on those back balls and get absolutely lit up. Um, yeah, definitely not looking forward to anything like that. So, but, you know, it's, uh, it looks like those, I obviously haven't watched too much of the two teams you talked about there, but those um, the top sort of part of the, the competition there with the Brumbies and the Reds are looking pretty sharp. Mm. So who are you picking in this game, Force or Rebels? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go the underdog. I'll go the Rebels. I'll go against Surly just because uh, I feel like it's the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. You can pick him. <laughs> Fair call. And your player to watch? Who have you gone, Surly? Player to watch? Uh, I've actually gone with the Rebels prop, the big South African lad, Elov. He's actually scored three from three in his last game, so he's looking to go four on the trot. That's more than me in the past three years, so you got to back him in. If there's a left nut bet this week, it's got to be the big fella, so have a cheeky lick on him. It's a great stat from you, Jeremy, and I've gone <laughs> Mata Ali, man. I, the, 
This guy's been on absolute fire. He's relishing the game time, getting consistent game time, and, man, he's proving a must-have in any fantasy rugby team. Beating defenders, line breaks, scoring tries. He's doing it all out there. He still looks massive, eh? Like, he sort of looks unfit, but he's got a big engine on. He's getting through a lot of work, so... Um, love watching him out there, big Mata Ali. What about you, Banksy? Have you looked through the team sheets? Anyone that no, stand out? There's actually no, there's actually a good Kiwi lad in there. Um, we've got Raymond Nuu. He actually played Sydney, and he's obviously an ex Stags lad. So I'll get right in behind him, mate. Um, he's actually uh, looking pretty good in the midfield there for the old Rebels. True. Yeah, he's in my fantasy team. I didn't know that was his background. Yeah, he, um, he actually left the Staggies last year and went went to Otago and didn't get too much game time. I don't know if it's through injury or. Obviously, they've got a pretty good midfield deal with CO and, and uh, Thomas Umunga Jensen. So, mm. yeah, he's a good wee young talent. Um, obviously, going across the ditch to, to get some game time, which is bloody good. And um, from what I've seen, I've seen a carry the other week. I think he scored off a, just a pretty hard carry from 12. Yeah. And, um, just next to the post. So, no, he's a good man too. So, yeah, right up, right up new. Mate, you, you're on fire, Banksy. Two from two. Loving the insight. Man. The value of having a current professional rugby player on the preview show. Love this. Okay, next game, the big one. Canes versus the Crusaders. Oh, this is a tough one. Crusaders, obviously, form team of the comp at the moment. Uh, my beloved Canes, I'm going to stick with them. I thought they were good last week against the Chiefs. Unlucky. I think a few things go their way this week. And they're going to sneak home with a 1-12 to victory. What about you, Surly? I don't think you'll be following me in with this one. Nah, shit. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought you played for the Canes, eh? You seem to tip them every week. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting times for sure. I think just the Canes played well last week, especially in the back end, but... It's hard to tip against the Crusaders at the moment. I saw Braden Enor comes back in in the 13, and then uh, Big Pablo, he'll be a great addition to their forward pack. So it just seems like they go from strength to strength every week. But, yeah, I'd, I'd have to back the Crusaders in 1-12, to 12, I think. Sorry, mate. Yeah, this is the first time the Crusaders have named a full all-black backline for a very long time. And, um, weirdly enough, one of their form players of the comp this season is on the bench in Leicester Fianuku. Um, so interesting. The depth that they have is just next level. Eh? It's just world class. What have you got in this one, Banksy? Who are you picking? Ex Hurricane as well. You'll <laughs> no, be joining always, me. <laughs> no, I always go against the Crusaders, mate. No matter who they're playing, it's more not out of the hate. Just I just like to see them, them lose. I'm not going to lie. And um, obviously, a little bit of love there for the Canes. To be fair, just don't want to see TJ score too many tries because uh, we got a group chat with uh, him and your brother from Japan and. He's always in there just letting us know when he scored and talking about how quick he is. So I'm sort of sick of that. So Hurricanes, 1-12, but TJ no tries. And hopefully Julian scores a couple more and, and just puts TJ back in his place. Um, um, Julian hopefully slingshots TJ back on that try-scoring list. But um, it's good to see Josh Morby, um, even though um, he's possibly not sticking around with us at the Stags there. He's obviously getting his crack at 15 there. He's gone bloody good. Um, good young man coming through the, the ranks in the NPC, so um, Sam get a crack at fullback and uh, it's pretty cool mm, still waiting for this race between you and TJ to happen I thought as soon as he done his knee a few weeks ago you would have been starting to call him out again to be fair Jimmy I actually hit a PB on my speed the other week just uh, actually better than what I was doing in Japan so I actually <laughs> let TJ know um, that I've got him for speed and then he goes out and scores that in-step try <laughs> um, so he came right back at me the next day and let me know that he still got it and he went in and <laughs> And a canter, he reckons. He reckons he did it um, at, a, at a brisk jog, um, he reckons. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get him one day. Yeah, it's uh, going to happen. 
I reckon we could almost sell out a stadium to come watch you two have a hundred metre race. It'd be one of the great events. Get it at Westpac Stadium, sell it out. Oh, bring back! It'd be like down the seventh day. Downwind, he doesn't catch me. I don't reckon into the wind. He's probably got a chance because he's got bigger quads. But <laughs> downwind, I reckon I'd do him pretty easy. I reckon, but uh, he's that confident though. That's all, that's all that happened. He just caught me out of it in Japan. Just got mouthy and mouthy, and then I got a little bit less confident in terms of the fact that it was actually looking semi quick, but. Um, He's got a fairly big head, so as soon as that weight sort of kicks in, he's um he's pretty slow to be fair. But no, nah, we'll, we'll get him one day. Mate, you're mentally weak. Who have you highlighted in this one, Surly? Yeah, I've gone with Pablo, and I think him and Blackadder together, just eighty minute workhorses. Oh. So I'm looking forward to seeing them rip and they'll be all over the paddock. So what about you, Banksy? Who stands out? Um, far out. Like you say, the Crusaders are pretty stacked, aren't they? So. To see Leicester, obviously, bloody has been dominating. It would have been him um, if he had been named. But, yeah, I'll go against Grang because, again, Surly's um, hard up the Crusaders, it seems. So I'll go with Geordie at 12, obviously, mm. get back in there again. Um, he'll be pretty crucial to the Hurricane success this week. So Geordie would have a big game for me. Like that, he is the king. One player I've highlighted is his midfield partner. Man, this guy, for some reason, he cops it every week from the keyboard warriors. Every time I look at the team namings, everyone's not happy he's there. But honestly, I don't know why. He is consistent. He works hard. He has a very low error rate, and he's a great defender. Billy Proctor, um, underrated player. Obviously, he was lucky enough to play with him. I get the sort of Conrad Smith vibe from Everyone loved Conrad Smith. He did the same sort of things. Wasn't the big flashy line breaker, tackle bus player, but did all the little things that no one really saw. Really good player to play with. Feel like the Billy Proctor's the same, but for some reason, no one appreciates his work. So um, hopefully he can have another big game and um, silence some of these keyboard warriors who don't like seeing him in the starting lineup. Must be a tough gig being the Hurricanes social media guy, eh? Because every team naming those comments erupt, man. They're vocal fans. Yeah. So, shit. Thank God yeah, Jason no, we're Holland's we're not on keyboard, We've got a few keyboard warriors too, Jimmy. They're, they're great people. Um, pretty much don't know a single thing about footy. So, I think Billy's all good, mate. I'm sure uh, he's tracking along pretty well. and He's a good lad too. Um, obviously, brother of Matt. Um, great man himself. So, nah, Billy's going bloody good and obviously looks like a Extremely good talent. 100%. The Wallad power play uh, for this game is uh, Cody Taylor versus Asafa Amua. Head-to-head tries. Um, who would you go on this one? Ooh. I think Cody gets it by default with their mall, don't they? Yeah. Uh, the Crusaders mall is bloody pretty tough to stop. Um, nothing against Asafa, obviously, but just that mall. Like, as soon as they get into that, that zone, they go to it's what they strangle teams with and um, Cody obviously jumps on the back of that and dots down at will so I'd have to go off Cody just out of, out of default yeah what about you Surly I wanted to go against Marty because he's been at me about being a Crusaders homer which is <laughs> far from the truth but I'll go with Cody Taylor as well unfortunately yeah I've got a Safo in my uh, fantasy team and uh, my stats could be wrong but I don't think he scored a try this year so um, the fantasy points haven't been flying in from him. So, um, yes, Cody Taylor is probably more likely to score. So, you'd be leaning towards that just because of that mall, like you say. Crusaders' mall attack and D is uh, next level. The other one in this game, the other power play in this game, is the Canes' wingers versus the Crusaders' wingers. So, you get the 11 and 14 jersey. Who would you go on this one? So, we've got Bridge and Sevu versus uh, Wes Husson and Julian Savia. Yeah, like I said, I want to I want to see uh, Julian leapfrog Fiji on that 
that try scoring lift. Um, to do that, obviously, it's just four tries. So I'll take the cane. Mm. Value. Just because uh, just out of my spot for TJ, really. <laughs> really, you, mate? I'll go to the Crusaders. I think Proctor's going to score six now that Jimmy's really fired him up. So he's going to be tuck and carry in the midfield. And uh, I'll, I'll go the Crusaders instead. Fair enough. Okay, the next game, another classic. Two form teams, Chiefs versus the Blues. Probably the game of the round for me. Who are you going in this one, Banksy? Yeah, far out. Um, it's, it's, I don't even know. I don't know what the odds are. Can you tell me what the odds are? Because it's probably 50 50 split, is it? Yeah, I would have thought so, but they've had, they've got the Chiefs as favourites. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I've, I've said for years, like ever since I probably played Super Rugby, the Blues have always been the team you've just sort of been waiting to find their mojo. And um, to be fair, it looks like they've pretty much found it. So um, obviously got a pretty stacked team this week, along with the Chiefs. Um, I'll probably go along the lines of the Blues, mate. It's uh, obviously they don't have Caleb due to that. Um, Oh, contentious sort of call, I guess. Um, but outside of that, no, the Blues are, yeah, they'd have my vote, I think. And uh, I see uh, Neepkins gets his crack, um, and I'm sure he'll uh, thrive out there. And um, Big Red at nine, he's uh, playing some good code, and obviously Baz back at 10. So, yeah, it's all, uh, all pointing to the Blues for me, mate. Mm. What about you, Surly? Yeah, this was a, a 50-50 one for me, and it's hard as a Blues fan to say, but normally when I'm 50-50, I just go in favour of whoever has the most double-barrel last names. I think I've mentioned it before. The Chiefs have two, the Blues have one, oh. so that's made up my mind. I'm going the Chiefs at home. Mate, that is a yeah. that is a tiebreaker. Jeez, double-barrel last <laughs> names, love that. It's going to be a hell of a game, though, isn't it? They're bloody both stack. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great watch um, for the neutral. 100%. I'm with you, Banksy. I, I, I see this as a dead set 50-50 game. So I was surprised to see the Blues at $2.05, um, Chiefs $1.72. I'd be taking the $2.05 if I was playing into this game. I think the Blues are a real good chance. Like we say, Bodie Barrett back at 10, um, Pirafetto at the back. They're not sure who's going to goal kick yet, so I'm waiting for that before I lock in who's going to be my fantasy player at 10. But... Um, I think Bodie might be the difference in this game. He's been he, he looked sharp against you boys down there, and um, unfortunately came off with a head knock. But um, I think he might be the difference in this one. Yeah, Bodie looks like he's striking the ball quite nicely too. Eh? It's, yeah. uh, really hurt to see him knock a few over early in our game. But, <laughs> um, it been nice to see him miss a couple, but no, nah, it's, uh, it's good to see Baz back doing his thing, and glad his uh, head knock wasn't too. Too big and um, he's back on his feet now. So I would say Bodie will kick, even though Pirafetta is dead-eyed dick. Um, I'd say Bodie will take the rounds and, and knock them over from everywhere. Mm, fair enough. Oh, hard to argue. Uh, the Waterlair power play in this one is, again, the left nut hooker off. Um, Eklund versus Takiyaho. Uh, I'm surprised to see Eklund, with his try-scoring record, to be the outsider in this one. I thought he would have been a little bit shorter, a little bit like the Cody Taylor um, short favourite, but they've gone, they've dangled the carrot there for the punters. Yeah, he's actually been a try scoring machine, hasn't he? Old Kurt. Yeah. I obviously don't know the odds, haven't been on there, mate. Um, obviously, being rugby, we can't punt on it um, or anything like that. So I'm just going off what you're saying right now. And, uh, but I would have been right up Kurt Eklund's uh, alley there, trying to buddy wind him home. But yeah, obviously, you've got the inside words of Tab. You're probably um, convincing them to give the, the punters a better odds, obviously. What a lad. <laughs> Pretty much sponsored by the tab these days. So um, 
yeah, it's good to see you doing the right thing for the punters there, Jimmy Ma. Three dollars twenty-five. There you go, punters. Um, Kurt Eklund to score more tries than Takiaho. I think that is a little bit of value there. What about you, Surly? You agree? Yeah, I agree. You're a great man there for getting those boosted odds for us, and you'd be silly not to take those. So I'm on Curdy Eklund all day. Fair enough. And the next game, Drua versus the Brumbies. The Drua, so inconsistent, so hard to get a read on. Potentially going to get a couple of reds. I'm going the Brumbies 13+. plus. What about you, Surly? Yeah, look, I've been big on the draw. Still no Baden Kurtz, becoming a bit of a mystery to me. He was meant to be a couple of weeks at the start, but tough to see. But yeah, Nick White's back in for the Brumbies, so I think they'll just be too good. They're just going to be too strong for the full 80. The draw, they're a bit hit and miss. If it turns into a razzle fest, then the draw are always in with a chance. But yeah, I think the Brumbies will be too strong. I saw Baden Kerr learning Fijian today on his social media, so maybe that's what... He's trying to get right before he gets back out there. <laughs> Who have you gone, Banksy? Yeah, um, I'll be on. I'll have to follow Surly in there with the Brumbies. Uh, it'll be pretty hard to go against them with the way they're tracking. And um, but yeah, like Surly says, turn up the heat. Those Fijian boys get on the front foot there, and uh, they'll be hard to stop. But probably better than a what are the odds there? Be far better than a flip of a coin, wouldn't it? Be pretty short odds for the Brumbies, I'd say. A dollar oh nine for the Brumbies. <laughs> Yeah, lots of value there, but uh, um, yeah, no, nah, Brumbies have to get the job done there, don't they? It's yeah. uh, pretty straightforward stuff there. It's a leave game on the punt for me. I wouldn't be touching the dollar nine oh nine, and you're not going to rope me into backing the drawer there either. So, um, okay, the player that I've highlighted in this one is the left winger Habossi. Man, this guy, he'd have to be the find of the season for me. He is every week standing up, breaking tackles, scoring tries, making line breaks. He is. Um, he's been in my fantasy team for a while now, and I am very grateful for his work. He is getting me plenty of points out there on the left wing, and he's just got incredible ability to beat a defender, so really enjoying watching him go. And you like him too, eh, Surly? Yeah, I feel like every week you're singing his praises, so I couldn't help but jump on the old Habossi train, the old Warriors <laughs> winger. He's not in the mix this week, so had to switch wings and get on board with you. So why not? All aboard. <laughs> Banksy? No, I'll just jump on board too, mate. It sounds like it's uh, a boss's fan page in this uh, in this group. So, yeah, I'll back him home. Um, obviously, love the underdogs. Obviously, drew a hard up against it. So, if he goes out and scores five, six tries, they'll be right in the mix. Mm, I'm looking forward to seeing him one-on-one with you, Banksy, when the <laughs> crossovers come. Banksy versus Hubbard. Yeah, that's actually... The Landers got the, the draw of their first game in Fiji, so... It's going to be hot. Fiji are probably going to be that pumped up. It's going to be a hell of a day at the office. So, Abossi, yeah, get to know him in person uh, in, a, in a few weeks. I reckon you give him the outside, eh, and then and then send a warning shot to TJ. Just chop him down around the ankles and let him know you're there to you mean business. Um, certainly, I'll leave you out the gate there, mate. No white battler gives the outside to anyone. Uh, <laughs> Push it back into someone on the inside, someone a bit bigger. Find out, uh, yeah. hopefully, a Shannon Frizzell or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's it. You know, you've learned. Okay, last game. This is going to be the Tuesday special. Good to have some Tuesday night footy. Canes versus Moana. Um, what do we make of this game? Where's it been played? Uh, Caketon. Yeah, it should be interesting. It's uh, Moana's got a pretty tough deal of it at the moment with those midweek games, and they're obviously having to test the depth of their team. and. Um, hard to know sort of who they'll front up after this weekend. Obviously playing down here and then down to the Canes. So, yeah, obviously back to Canes. Obviously the Canes will make a few changes and 
to be um, B team versus B team and sort of anything can happen there, obviously. Um, I think the one have pushed the Blues pretty close in that midweek game, I think, mm. if I remember correctly. So, you know, obviously back to Canes, but um, for the purists, um, I'd love to see Moana knock the Canes over just to keep us in the mix at the bottom of the table there as we try and work <laughs> our way up. What about you, Surly? Yeah, shit. What would be the odds of, of two from two for the Moana against the Canes? That would be interesting. But yeah, I think the Canes will have a bit of a chip on their shoulder for sure and they'll want to put that previous performance to bed. I see guys like Rayasi and that will be keen as for a run. So I think he could be a real standout. And yeah, you'd probably have to tip the Canes, just think their depth in their squad will be too strong, but wouldn't mind the Moana getting up again. I'd be surprised if you're backing the Moana, mate. <laughs> you all know who I'll be tipping. I think the Canes will uh, they'll obviously be hurting from that last time they faced each other, but I think Moana will have a lot of confidence from that game too, knowing that they can beat them. So, um, yeah, it's gonna, it is going to be a good game, but um, like you, I think the depth of the Canes will be too strong and I see them running away with that one. 13 plus and Riasi scoring plenty of tries. So he might be my fantasy buy for next week. Um, speaking you of. Probably fa- captain him. Yeah. Captain him as well, would you? I will, mate, unless you're playing and I'll captain you. <laughs> I won't be playing on Tuesday, mate. <laughs> Maybe club footy training. <laughs> well, you'll be racking up the club footy points. <laughs> but speaking of fantasy, huge play for me last week, captaining Pirafetta, who played two games, so it was a double game week for them. Um, and I got Finlay Christie in there as well, who picked up 44 points as a halfback, so a couple of massive plays for me. Shot me up to fourth in the group and around 60 or 70th in the world, so I am right in striking zone and looking for a big home stretch. Uh, this week I'm still deciding whether to get in um, Bodie, I have Pirafetta in there at the moment at 10, but if Bodie's goal kicking, I'll probably be getting in Bodie for the run home, um, especially when they start playing against some of these Australian teams. I'll be looking to get him in my squad and still undecided about my last trade. Um, I'm missing a lock, so I'm going to have to try and find a lock somewhere with Retallick out. So um, any good locks for me, Banksy? Um, no, nah, not off the top of my head, to be fair. Probably not... Um place that I'm sort of familiar with. <laughs> Wouldn't know really where they put their heads or what they do on those rucks. Um, Surly, you got anything there, mate? You would have had a few rucks in your time. Yeah, I'm more a ruck inspector. I'm not really your engine room specialist. Eh? I just prefer to observe from far and, and offer plenty of criticism, but not not much of it's very helpful. So yeah, I'm going to have to pass there as well. Good Hughes back in the mix though for the Blues, and I thought he was bloody good before he got ruled out, so he could be a good buy. Not a bad shout there. Who would you be picking for lad of the week? Banksy, this is where you come in big time. I know you're a lad and I know you can spot a lad. So, uh, who's that gonna... based on the upcoming games? I haven't actually um, don't know the criteria of picking this. Uh, basically, the best player of the of the round, mate. Um, keep up with the What A Lad uh, Instagram. So it has to be a lander. Um, mm. And I'd, I'd have to back me, mate, um, just because he's an absolute lad. Um, Obviously had a little bit to do with him early on um, when he came back from Auckland to Tassie. Um, Mitch Hunt, he's uh, I've got to know him a bit more down here, and mate, he's he's probably the epitome of a lad. And uh, you know, for the Lander to go well this week, we're going to rely a lot on him. And um, I see Mitchie Hunt have an absolute blinder um, going out there and and ripping up. Obviously, no good for me trying to get a starting spot or, or some time off the bench, but um, you know, to see him go well, see Landers get a win. It'll do me nicely. Um, I'll enjoy a bit of that. And uh, I'll see you next week when he gets named, what a lad. 
Mate, shit, that is a lad play from you. That almost gets you on the running for lad of the week, cheering, winding home your um, rival for the 10 jersey. I wish you did that for me when we were both rivaling for the 15 <laughs> jersey at the Canes. Yeah, it's uh, changed a lot over the years, Jimmy. I've got a lot older, a lot wiser. Um, but yeah, there was a few times there where I, I wish you went all right. Um, he actually sits me up one day and I still never forget it. You were meant to play that game at, at the at the Forsyth Bar there and you got pulled out and I got thrown in and then had the worst game of my life. So ever since then, I've sort of lost lost my fondness of you, Jimmy, and uh, probably carry that with me to the day I die. And um, you had your wedding on a day that I couldn't attend the after-do, so um, couldn't drink any free piss on your behalf. So, yeah, I don't know. Your brother's just a bit of human, so um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, geez, we brought up some deep wounds there. What about you, Surly? <laughs> Fuck, that that felt personal, eh? I could feel the anger in that one. That's tough. You actually told me that you had that wedding that day so that he couldn't drink the piss as well, so it's good to see Marty's aware of that. But, yeah, I've gone another lander as well, Aaron Smith. I just think it'll be a big performance for them, and I think he'll be right at the helm of it, as he often is, so a big shift from, from Aaron Smith. Mm, I'm sticking with the lander's game too, and I'm going Shannon Frizzell. Man, he's been consistently one of the Highlanders' best. Gets through a truckload of work, um, still doing all the little things well. Mate, love watching him play. Look out for Shannon Frizzell as the lad of the week at the end of the week. But appreciate you lads coming on, giving up your time, and especially you, Banksy, giving, giving your insight into what is going to be another classic round of Super Rugby. Uh, yeah, no, no worries. Um, sorry, uh, obviously I've got a face radio, so obviously I haven't got my picture up, but just, uh, I got my water lad jersey on um, obviously I felt a little bit guilty um, when I think TJ had brought a lot of kit and I hadn't brought any so um, it's nice to have a little bit of merch down here um, great fitting kit obviously brought an extra large because I'm such a big human these days so um, cheers for sending that down Jimmy I was actually waiting for a couple of freebies because you're obviously doing so well now um, with your TAB stuff and, and all the money you're making so um, yeah I'll be looking forward to my next instalment of a uh, couple of hoodies and Hopefully a t-shirt next time. Mate, well, if sales skyrocket from that plug, then you'll be getting any profits that I make from that because that is, that is some sales pitch. What's the, what's the hoodie like to wear? It's actually real good. Obviously, Danita's not the warmest. Um, it's starting to turn um, as it normally does. Stopped about 10 or 15 degrees in the last week, so um, nice and warm. Mm. Um, yeah, good fitting, though. It's actually a really good kit, and that's not just me pumping you up. You've actually done really well. Nice, nice and simple, too. I just like the little lad. Um, not to over-the-top sort of set up, which is uh, ideal for me. I'm just a pretty plain Jane sort of human, um, like yourself. Mate, you're a lad. Appreciate it. And cheers again, hey, as always, Surly. Love your insight. No worries. Got nothing to blow your trumpet with, but shit, it's been a pleasure anyway. <laughs> Two of the greats, so cheers. What a lad, what a lad.